Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Lucky Star Show and Tell podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Field, owner and director of Lucky Star Art Camp, a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp held annually on the banks of the Guadalupe River in Hunt, Texas. On today's podcast, I'll be joined by producer Sean Stratman to talk to Lucky Star instructor Rena Cotty. Rena has a passion for creating, learning, and teaching. As a former high school teacher with a love of art, making, and crafting, it just makes sense that this combination of teaching and creating has evolved into a life of curating experiences as a student and instructor. So what might Rena be doing at any given moment? Maybe painting a piece of art, making a custom table with her blowtorch, cooking a good meal, knitting a scarf, scrapping family pics, weaving or paint pouring. She'll pretty much try her hand at any art or craft and then refine it to teach it to others. Rena's absolute favorite thing is curating get-togethers for those who need to replenish their tanks with friendship and creativity. After hosting retreats in many different venues, in 2008, Rena and her husband opened a retreat center where her events are held and they rent out the center to other creative hosts when she's not hosting herself. Welcome to the podcast, Rena Cotty. Today's podcast is brought to you by Meadowood Creative. Meadowood Creative delivers beautifully packaged branding that brings clients' stories to life. Through artful design, Meadowood Creative helps you to forge valuable connections with your target audience. Meadowood designs for all of your creative needs, including branding, logos, print, websites, murals, patterns, illustrations, and more. Check out meadowwoodcreative.com to learn more about it. That's M-E-A-D-O-W-O-O-D-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com. Hello, Rena. How you doing? Good. Hey, Lisa. I'm so happy to have you here. Have you here on the podcast? And we also have producer Sean Stratman on today as well. And I'm I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have today. Hi, everybody. Hey, Sean. It's so good to see us faces outside of Lucky Star. Woo! I know that's always exciting. Okay, so. Rita, just get us started by telling us a little bit about you, where you grew up, what your childhood was like, and um, what kind of brought you to where you are today. Okay. I'm native Texan, grew up in a small town, Mullen, Texas, eight in my graduating class, a tiny little town. Uh, went from there to University of Texas in Austin and got my degree in education Go horns. Welcome. <laughs> and my majors were history and speech. And I taught history and government for 28 years. And everyone asked me, they think because I, you know, do art, they think, oh, you're an art teacher. When they found out I'm, I'm a teacher, I'm like, no, <laughs> history and government has nothing to do with art. But um, so that's, and we live now in Temple. And that's where I taught at Temple High for 28 years. And, well, two two years part time in Rogers after I retired. So, but all locally here, and that's kind of my background as far as outside of arts and crafts. What what exactly brought you to Temple? What made you my husband there? 
when we, I met my husband while I was still at UT and he was in the Temple Colleen area working. And so when we got married, I moved here, applied at Temple High, got the job and we've been here ever since. Awesome. And we love it. <laughs> so tell me about your experience with teaching. Like clearly you, I mean, you did it as a career and you retired from it. You, you did it for how many years? I worked 27 and a half years full-time and then I went back two years part-time. So I guess 29 and a half years. So almost 30 years. Wow. That's, that's amazing. (laughs) So what did you love about it? What did you not like so much about it? What, what, what was your takeaway from teaching for all those years? Those are the two easiest questions. The thing I loved about was the kids. Absolutely. The kids, the, just the everyday silliness, goofball, the, the, I mean, there's always the hardships and you have the kids that are difficult because of whatever reason, but just being silly and goofy. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm so close to, to my niece now is because we can be silly and goofy. I don't have that. I don't have that day in and day out with teenagers and she's not a teenager any longer. She's still young. And so, and I brought her to one of the lucky star things and hoping she comes this fall and so that kind of replaces missing those young kids and having that fun and goofiness oh, in my life. Yeah. Not every day. Cause I don't get to see her every day, but you know, um, but that's absolutely the best thing. The worst thing is the meetings um, that could have been emails, the over, you know, the, the yeah. nitpicking the oversight as you know, you think the longer you're a teacher, the less you'd have of that. But you know, with the, all the testing, there was more and more of that just Ooh. tedious stuff. And so I don't miss that at all. When I met you, one of the first things I learned about you is that you ran this uh, creative yes. center called Rock and R, and I was so in awe of that. I was like, "Wait, what do you mean? Wait, what do you do? Wait, you're a teacher? Wait!" I had to like stop you. I made you explain everything to me. Tell us a little bit about Rock and R and how you came to start that in the midst of your teaching career. Okay. Rockin' R is a retreat center outside of Temple, just right outside. And we it's a 6,000 square foot um, facility on 12 acres, almost 13. And we sleep 30. Our craft hall is 3,000 square feet. And women come usually Wednesday through Sunday. Most of the time they bring their projects. And so they work on whatever they want. There We have quilters, we have scrapbookers, we have artists, whatever they want. They have the eight foot table. They can do whatever they want for the time they're there at that table. And, but sometimes we do have like this past April, we had an artist come from South Carolina, Donna Downey, and she taught portraits and figuratives. And it was so amazing for amazing. She's an amazing teacher and, and she's actually inspired one of the classes I'm teaching. And, um, so we, I love it when we can have specific classes like that at Rock and R. But most of the time, it's generally come work on your projects, which is kind of How what my I'll- other classes about the Art Recess, you know, where we'll, they'll be able to come and finish up projects and I can hover and give advice and help them with colors and get past creative blocks and things like that. How often do you have the retreats? We are usually booked every weekend, but they're not always my retreats. 
So I had a retreat this past weekend. I don't have another one myself until September, but we're booked with other groups that rent us out. Do you have a lot of repeat people coming? Like, is it a community of people that that you see again and again? Absolutely, yes. And it's the coolest thing, I think, when I think about Rock and R's legacy is when I see people on Facebook talking to each other, gals talking to each other, wishing happy birthday, you know, will you pray about this? Or it, I'm like, they met at Rock and R. They would not know each other. It's same thing with Lucky Star. Yeah, they would not know each other if it wasn't for these groups that we gather together for creative reasons, but they go so much further than the creative. They just lifelong friendships um, develop and, to me, that's the greatest thing. Oh, yeah. Sean and I were talking about that before the interview. It's like you and I have that in common, and Sean has mm-hmm. that as well. We, we're hostesses. We're, we're hostesses with the mostess. You know, it's <laughs> like that is just in our blood, gathering people together. Mm-hmm. What Like that is seeing the joy. And, and like you said – seeing people communicating afterward and collaborating afterward. Yeah. You know, I've had instructors make fabric together, you know, like, like just like, it's really, really mm-hmm. a cool mm-hmm. thing to see the continuation happen mm-hmm. after they've met at something yes. that, you know, you sparked. Right. Yes. yes. And Be- like I've collaborated, Becky Dawson has done logo work for me for my events. And so, um, it's cool. It's cool to have that pool of women to go to when you need something, because we have so many varying talents that, and it's not just creative talents. It's, you know, like you're working with Sean on all of the, the, this new podcast and all of that. That's a talent that you're able to pull from with her. And it's, it's a cool thing. Oh yeah. Sean did not have that talent six months ago. I had. (laughs) It's been it's been a very uh, it's been a a very exciting and interesting process. But it's we've said many times. See, you can teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) There you go. I guess you had asked how I got to where having the retreat center. I started about thirty years ago with creative memory scrapbooking, and that kind of started my creative journey. My sister was a um, creative memories consultant, got me started with it. And I, after my first year, I had my first retreat and I rented out all kinds of places before I, we opened up Rock and R. And so. So were you crafty as a kid? You know, I don't remember being especially crafty. I don't remember thinking, oh, I'm not good at that stuff, but I don't, it wasn't something I did all the time. You know, I would sketch, play, do bubble letters, that kind of thing. But it it wasn't something I did all the time, no. And so I think that's really good news for people that are wanting to be creative but don't feel like they're creative. All of these things can be taught. You don't have to have innate talent to do this stuff. And, of course, if you do have a talent for it, then you're going to be better than the rest of us. But you can still do it and do it well and... Um, and find your own path and your own style, even if you're, you're, you know, 52 and think, oh, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You'd be surprised. We're going to, you come to camp, we'll pull that creative bone out. That's we'll, right. We'll, we'll That's find it for you. Such an important point to make because 
You know, it, it is, it can be learned. Skills it can, be. can yeah. be learned. It doesn't matter how yes. old you are. Yes. I was just going to say the stuff that came out of the Donna Downey retreat, people that, because we did the portrait workshop first and then the figurative, and we had um, people come to the figurative that hadn't been to the portrait. And which you would think it would be harder for them. They did really well. And it's a lot of it's teaching style, but um, a lot of it's just a willingness to be open to learn new things. Keywords there. That's important. So I have a question for both of you, which is how has creativity eventing, which is what I think you both do, impacted your own creativity? What have you learned from hosting creative events that you've applied to your own creativity? It's made me wish I had more time to create myself. <laughs> right. It's made me stockpile a lot of projects and, and art supply and different supplies. There are lots <laughs> of see, unfinished projects around. You see all these things. I think one good example of one thing, it's so many things, but when I was at a retreat one time and there was a young woman sitting behind me and she was knitting and I said, oh, I've always wanted to learn how to knit. And she said, girl, I learned on YouTube. And I was like, well, if she can learn on YouTube, I can learn on YouTube. So I taught myself to knit off of YouTube because she was sitting behind me at a retreat knitting. That's and amazing. I did go take classes from someone to kind of fine tune, you know, like, what if I'm doing this stuff wrong and I'll do it wrong forever. But I did teach myself to knit off of YouTube and that was inspired by someone that came to a retreat. So I think when you have that many people coming and doing different things, it opens you up to new possibilities. Maybe you didn't think you could do or hadn't thought of, like I'd never thought of weaving before I came to lucky star and took Shauna's weaving class. And that was so much fun. We all left lunch early and we were back there during lunch weaving and Shauna came in and she was the last one in and she, you know, and she's like, what are y'all doing? We're like, we're weaving. Cause it was so much fun, <laughs> you know, but I would have never thought of that. I'm doing, trying that without mm -hmm. creative events. It has helped me to be braver about trying new things mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. Um, and another thing is that it has made me realize that, and I say this every year at camp, we all have so much more in common than we do in differences. And I, you know, I'm sure you love this too, Rena. I love watching the chemistry of all the different kinds of people coming together. Mm -hmm. And like, I almost feel like it's like this magical little snow globe that we're all in for that moment in time, you know, that, and, and none of it's orchestrated other than the schedule, right? You know, right. and everything else just kind of falls as it may. And it's just cool to me to almost um, get a chance to see people back at that state of when they were children before they knew anyone was different than, you know, yes. and I'm doing air quotes here for different. Yes. Before they knew anyone was different than than they are. and Before religion or politics before or any, any of that. Yeah. I remember before last Lucky Star, I think there was someone that commented in the group that they were concerned about coming mm -hmm. because of all the political stuff. And all of the comments after that were like, you don't need to worry about that at Rock and R. She said, I feel like I'm coming from a different political place than many of the ones going. 
and um, and everyone's like, it politics. We do not. And it's not that we avoid it. We have so much, many other wonderful things to talk about that there's oh, yeah. we don't. There's not even time to talk about anything controversial like that. We're too busy, you know, sharing about experiences and sharing ideas and um, exactly just vibing with one another, no matter where we come from. You know, it's great to see you know a little grandma looking lady sitting with a young girl right. with blue hair. And they're just talking about know. you know this one that. town that they visited and. And the things they saw. And next time you go back, do this. And it's, it's awesome. We do have so much we can learn from one another. And I, I always say the same thing at Lucky Star. It's like everyone checks all of that at the gate. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, Mm -hmm. it's left outside of the gate Mm -hmm. and you enter the magical kingdom of Waldemar. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is their joy. It's, it's about joy and discovery and, inspiration and trying new things and adventure and all of those things outweigh anything else outside of that bubble. Yes. And we need a lot more of that because if yes, people we do. realized how much we could share with one another, then the differences become less. Exactly. So what are you doing these days outside of planning retreats and facilitating, you know, those who, who come and having, you know, getting the facility ready and all of that. I know you've got a pretty well-oiled machine there. It's a, it's a beautiful retreat center. And I was so impressed by the way you have it set up. It's so bright and, and welcoming and warm and, it's just everything you need is at your fingertips and you, it's just very well thought out. What are you doing in your spare time creative life when you do get time to create things? I, um, I've been looking at, you know, before COVID, uh, I went, we went to Ireland for our 30th anniversary trip trip and I found there was going to be an art retreat from one of my favorite artists, Ivy um, Newport. And she was going to be in Ireland the week before we were going. And my, and I told my husband and he's like, we'll go. And I was like, well, we'll have to fly separately. And he's like, okay. So I went ahead to that. So I've been looking for things um, to do, you know, places to go, because I think as we've, we've got to keep learning and doing and, the more you expose yourself to different types of people, different types of artists, the better it fine tunes who you want to be. And so I've been looking for opportunities for that. And that's now kind of put on hold because next year we're going to Jamaica um, for a destination wedding. And um, so that's going to be, you know, um, and it's a sandal, so we're really excited about oh, all of that. I'm hoping to find an art class or something to take so I can like write off my airfare or something. There you go. You know, do a little tax tax deductions there for part of it. Um, whatever my accountant says is legal. But <laughs> but we'll see about that. But yeah, so now I'm kind of putting going because Donna Downey was gonna be in Ireland next year at the same place I went mm. to Ivy, and now I'm kinda of having to had to tell her I probably won't go to that. But she's probably coming Right now we have her scheduled to come back to Rock and R next April. Okay. And so it seems to work out me bringing them to Rock and R. It's, um, even though I love to go destinations and, and 
do things that's kind of it's more affordable for me me personally to do that so and it brings those artists to texas for people that want to take their classes but it's you know it's more expensive for them to fly to south carolina or to Mm -hmm. ireland or italy wherever they're Mm -hmm. teaching so um so that's kind of what i'm doing is, is trying to facilitate more artists coming to texas coming to um rock and r and like donna said i'd love for you to help me I don't want to do the work. I just want to come and teach, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, she and I have been just sketching out the idea of maybe me helping her facilitate those more, more workshops, even if they're not at rock and R. And other than that, I've been just working on my own art, working on Donna has a Patreon that I'm a member of. And so she posts a lot of videos and tutorials and things and classes like that. And so I've been working with her. I've been trying to find others that I, you know, I like their style and want to work with and just keep my own game up. Let's talk about camp. How many, how many years have you come to camp? I've only, I only missed the first camp. So I guess nine, nine, this will be your ninth. This, this will be the ninth. Yeah, this will be the ninth. Yes. And I, as far as the full, the fall camp, um, I think I missed the last, the, fir- the first summer pop up. Yeah, you, but you were there last this, year. This year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've only been to one pop up and I think there's been three. But as far as the real camp, the regular camp, I just missed the first one. And that's only because I didn't know about it. If I'd have known about it, I'd have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What is your, what's your, so you're both a camper and a teacher some years, some years you're just a camper, but what's your favorite thing about being a camper at Lucky Star? Gosh, that's so hard. There's so many things. Well, what has been your experience? I, cause I tell everyone about it and I tell them that it's just, you go and you don't even realize that there's like 80, 90, a hundred women. It does not feel like there's that many women. It feels like there's 20 or 30 because there's no clicks. It's not clicky. There's no cattiness. There's everybody just gets along with everyone and is so welcoming. And it just feels it's a family. It's a community. And I think that, um, once you come once, you know, I think the first year people may, especially if they come by themselves I came by myself the first year and I'm really glad I did because if you come with a group, you might stick with that group a little bit more. Um, But coming by myself the first time you're forced out of your, your regular friend bubble and, and meet new people. And so um, I think meeting the new people, one of my favorites, of course, the classes that goes without saying, um, the setting is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. The river and, you know, seeing the horses, the staff is amazing. The food and the servers and they, they just can't pay these people enough money to do what they do and do it with a smile and graciousness. And so I, I, the campfire and the singing, it's just all Mm -hmm. magic. I, I can't pick one thing. That's not a fair question. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Do you have a favorite camp story, like a little, you know, cabin story or something that happened that was funny or anything like that that you want to share? There are a lot of those. Most of them have to do with Camille. Um, (laughs) 
and some of them are inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) or slightly inappropriate. Inappropriate Um, and Camille in the same sentence. (laughs) She knows every, well, (laughs) everyone knows. I think last year, well, let me just use one from last year when Tiffany and I went up to the third floor of the main lodge and looking for the ghost. Oh yeah. Okay. And she got so excited because the window that she had closed earlier was open and so that meant the ghost had been up there. So (laughs) I don't know if she was pulling my leg or somebody had been pulling her leg and went up there and opened it or if it really was the ghost, you know, we're just, we're going to go with the ghost though. The friendly ghost. It happens often. Yes. She watches over the girls. So she was watching over us also. That's right. That's, but yeah, that was last year. So just random crazy things like looking for ghosts or um, sink, going around, walking around, getting in trouble for being t- too close to the river at dark. <laughs> at night, yeah. At night, yes. Walking around tr- with Mandy trying to get her to sing for us and she thinks we're stupid. Um, <laughs> Tracy trying to get Mandy to sing Delta Dawn at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, there's so many. Uh, last year, Rebecca counting to count, counting for us with a Scottish accent, because when she worked in Scotland, they said she couldn't say, they had to teach her how to pronounce the, because she does computer work. So they, everything's in numbers. And so they had to teach her to say the numbers with a Scottish accent so they could understand her. <laughs> and so she did them for us. And so it's funny. She's hilarious. So yes, there's so many stories, so many stories. I love that story so much because it just reminds me one of the things that that Lisa has done in a lot of these interviews is ask this question and it makes you realize how much is going on that you have no idea is going on. (laughs) And when you're there, like there's little, there's like memories being made everywhere in every cabin Mm -hmm. down by the river that, that not everybody is part of because they're making their own memories in their cabin and in their, and it's, I love hearing these stories because I'm like, Oh man, that sounds like so much fun. And and I can imagine knowing all of you, this, the shenanigans and, (laughs) (laughs) and how much fun that is. Yes. We're going to give all of our new campers a little insight into what it's like bunking up in a cabin with other women. Okay. It's good. I've never had a bad experience. Um, the first year I was new, and so I was with two other newbies. And that was fun, except it was at the top of the hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, you, you're you going to get your steps in if you're at the top of the hill. Um, and that was good. It was, it was everybody's, usually you book with people you know. I mean, bunk with people you know. Um, and I've been bunking with the same people. Although this year there's new people coming. Yes. I've got a friend, Kim coming. So she's bunking with us. And then Rebecca was new last year. And you just kind of, you find your smaller tribe within the tribe and um, bunk with those people, but you share the bathroom. I mean, we we're not, our hair is up in buns and clips and hats. And there's no beauty contest. The only time (laughs) you're going to get cute is if you've got a photo shoot with Sean that's right. And then um, everybody's looking at you like, why do you have makeup on? Why do you think you're special? You know, it's like, <laughs> I shouldn't punish you. you know? <laughs> Nobody's really saying that, but it's funny. Um, and yeah, it's just fun. I, I kind of have a system for my bunk bed that a lot of people have copied. I bring my own blanket. So then I take the blanket off of the bed and I tuck it underneath the mattress of the top Ooh, bunk and make, make myself a curtain. A <laughs> yes, I make a curtain. And then I hang my clothes at the end. 
And that way, if somebody has a light on, I can't tell. And I've got my fan clipped onto the bed underneath there. And yeah, so I'm in my own little world in the bunk. So you come in our cabin, everybody's done that. (laughs) And so it's pretty fun. That's Um, smart. Yeah. Yeah. The camp flap is fun. And you know, the thing is, is even if you're in there with somebody that snores a little, it's what, three, four nights. It's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Three or four nights of your life. You can bring earplugs. <laughs> earplugs work wonders, right, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> right. I think we've both had our snoring moments. <laughs> we do. Okay, so Sean and I are always roommates, unless Emily's there and unless Gabby's there. And then Emily and I are roommates. So <clears throat> we all snore. <laughs> And it's funny because I I actually come out better in the whole deal because I sleep like a rock. I mean, like when I hit the pillow, I am gone to this world and I can wake up. I can save a cat from a fire and go right back to sleep. So like I can, I can sleep through their snoring. I'm sure that the, it's, it's not, they're getting less sleep than I am. I'm, I'm certain about it, but we all, we always work it out. We yes. do. It's, it's, it's just part of the, it's part of the experience. Rena, tell us about the classes that you're teaching this year. Okay, so the first class, well, I don't know if it's the first one. One of the classes I'm teaching is um, Color Play Journal, and it is inspired by uh, videos on uh, Donna's Patreon, and it's, I'm intrigued with color. I'm not really intrigued with color theory because it's, it, it can be, color theory itself can be hard, and it, it it's very, can be very intense to learn it and to study it. And so that's not what we're going for. We're going for basic color theory, but really playing with the colors, hands-on taking like three, maybe four colors and white and seeing the different combinations and new colors we can make and seeing how then we're going to take those colors, we'll put them on a grid on one page of the journal. And on the opposite page, page of the journal, we will make a small piece of art or tape it off and make two pieces are, you know, we're, we're going to make art on the opposite page. And that's the most important and fun part of it because we're the colors we've curated. We're now creating with those and seeing how these colors mix and, and mingle in a, in art. And if the art part of it scares a camper, someone listening and you're like, Oh, I can't do art on the other side. I want to mix the colors and see what I can it's okay because I'm going to have tools and techniques for you to use to make pretty art. We all have stamps and you can just use those as your guide to make a flower or, you know, you can do abstract, you can do stripes. There's, there's different ways. Don't let the art part of it scare you is what I'm saying, because um, we're going to take care of that part for you. We'll help you with that. And so that's pretty much color journal. The second one is more of a workshop than a class it's art recess and this idea has kind of been bubbling and around in my brain since the very first since my first lucky star when I went home with unfinished projects mm-hmm. and I was like I wish there was a time when we could all get together or the ones that wanted to get together and work on their projects so that I know we have free time, and so a lot of the times during my free time, I'm working by myself to finish something before I go home, working on a weaving, or last year I was working on um, Leslie Gorecki's 
my art from her class to get it finished before I went home. And I only worked on one piece because I wanted to finish it instead of taking home two unfinished pieces. That's just me. Someone else may be fine with it and they're good with going home with unfinished and they're, they're going to finish them when they get home. Not me. It's going to sit there because the piece I have from before when I did the two pieces in Leslie's class, the one I didn't finish is still unfinished. It's just, so if for the campers like me that would like to go home with finished projects, we're going to have art recess where you bring your unfinished projects either from this upcoming camp or from previous camps that have been sitting in your closet. Or if you finished everything, but you have a class you just, you know, you're going to love and you're going to want to do more of it, then you can bring your supplies and like mm-hmm. make more bracelets or whatever. I haven't seen the, cl- the class list, so I don't know exactly what we're doing, but, um, yeah, so you can just, and have the camaraderie, bring your wine, bring your snacks, and we're going to work on it, and I'll, you know, help with creative block. We'll help each other with creative blocks, but if you're having trouble with, if you're painting and having trouble with color choices and um, something, keep you mix it and it keeps getting muddy, I can help you with that to, to let's fix that. If you're weaving, I've taken Shauna's weaving class. I can help you with that. If you're taking a class I've never taken before, I can research how to, and you're having a problem, I can, while you're, I can look it up for you and help you troubleshoot. So that's kind of what it's basically no stress, just recess. You know, it's kind of the theme for that. And, um, I don't know what day you have that planned or if you're still working on the schedule or not, but, um, good, good. That's what I was hoping. So yeah. So whatever classes you've taken up to that point, Saturday morning, come in and let's, let's finish and play. Perfect. I love it. It's brilliant. Yay. Rena, <laughs> you mentioned helping people get unstuck. So, you know, we all get to that point. We, you know, whether it mm-hmm. is we're, we feel like we're getting toward the end of a painting, but it doesn't feel like it's finished or, you know, whatever it, mm-hmm. that is, whether you're journaling or, um, Heck, even, I mean, you could apply the same thing to writing. What can help you get unstuck? What, what, what are some of your techniques for helping with that? So I think questions, some questions asking, you know, what do you, what do you envision the outcome to be? And then taking it from, from whatever it is, taking it from where it is. And, and again, this is, this is like you said, it's not just art or crafts. This could be like, if you need to organize your medicine cabinet, you know, what do you, but you're having a block. It's like, I can't get to, I know it. I pinned it on Pinterest. I just can't get there. You know, so you start from what you want it to be. What's the goal? What's the, what's the end for the project and kind of work, work your way back and find where it is that you're stuck, where, where, that roadblock. And a lot of times with art or weaving something that's visual, it is simply stepping away from it for a while, going outside, looking at the river, taking your eyes off of it for a little bit, and then going back in and looking at it fresh. Cause if you've been working on it for two hours and you, that's all you've been looking at, you don't see it correctly. And you've been looking at it up close. It's like, I always tell when I'm teaching a class, I say, step back from it put it up, you know, and then step back from it. Cause no one looks at your art with your, their face up to right. it, like you're painting, you know, and you're going to see that the perspective is 
is different. And so just little things like that, the little tidbits that um, have come along that I've been taught by others, usually. Um, most of it, I, I don't know if there's any of it I've come up with by myself, but um, maybe. I, I love those uh, techniques. And, you know, it's always, I've been curious about what it is. I've had a tendency to be a procrastinator my entire life, and it's something that I fight against every single day of my life. And here lately, I've been doing some reading about it, and I'm realizing that even though I I, I don't think anyone would consider me a particularly anxious person, or I'm seemingly very laid back and cool, calm, you know, but I'm learning that this whole procrastination thing, which can also be said of, you know, feeling stuck is more about Mm -hmm. expectations and it's an anxiety that uh, about those expectations and that like, even though I don't necessarily feel anxious I am. There's something in there that is preventing me from taking that next step. And it, and it, I have to get over the expectations and the anxiety that I have around Mm -hmm. those expectations in order to just go for it, just make a move. And, and I, that has been helping me just that realization has helped so much. And, And I feel like I've been a lot more productive this summer since I've been reading about it. So I think Sean can attest to that. Yeah. You have to find those. <laughs> Which part <laughs> that I have the anxiety as well. No, no, no. <laughs> that I've been more productive think- this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. And that may not work for someone else, someone else who procrastinates. So, but there's a myriad of things and that's with art also. It's like, but the thing is, it's what I say when someone's scared to paint, I'm like, it's just paint. Let it dry paint over it, scrape it off. You know, I was teaching a paint pouring class this weekend and, and some of the paints that the gals used to mix were um, older. And so they were clumpy. And so when they poured it on, they had lumps and they were like, you know, oh, do you think we can pick these on, you know, how do you think it's going to look when it's dry? Could I do this? Could I do that? I go, no, really. I said, let's, I said, let's try something. I went and got a squeegee and we held it up and we squeegeed it off and it created the coolest watercolor effect with, cause they had done a straight mm-hmm. pour, like rain drips. And um, then they poured acid and then we can pour over that. So it, we created something even happy better accident. than they imagined by mistakes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So don't be afraid of accidents because so many times what comes out of that accident is better than what we expected. Oh yeah. I think the, I think that another thing along that line that is really important to remind people as they're doing art is first of all, no I think we're hardest on ourselves, but part of that being hard on ourselves is worried about maybe what other people around us are thinking. And reminding ourselves that no one's really thinking that much about you yeah. <laughs> you're around if they're creating, especially because mm-hmm. they're in their own world and there's, there's, they, and most everybody that I've met, especially at Lucky Star and I'm sure at Rock and R is so supportive of just the, 
art of being there that yes. nobody cares nobody cares what the outcome that you have is and trying to figure out as the artist sitting at the table how to let go of that outcome is really about loving the process loving being there having the camaraderie of being there and trying new things and all it's it's all the things that have nothing to do with the outcome of what you're doing that make it so great. Mitigating often, expectations. You know, and, and once in a while you get something you really, right. And once in a while you get something you really like, and sometimes you don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. It's, yes. it's, there's nothing too precious. Exactly. And I can speak to that because I've taken classes that, not that I didn't like the class or the instructor, but I wasn't good at it. Like punch okay, art, yeah. the punch. Punch needle. The in the tapestry punch needle. No, I thought I would love it. I was so excited for that class. I thought it hurt my thumb and, um, I did not enjoy it and mine didn't look like I wanted it to look. And I was just like, you know what? That's fine because I can leave this art class early till, um, really for good for me. I'm the one Big that blue like eyes. I can see her <laughs> beautiful <laughs> raven red, red hair. hair. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It'll come to us later. Kim, 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 yes. Kim, isn't Kim? Yes, Kim. Okay, anyway, and I was just like, hey, I'm going to leave early and go paint because this isn't my yeah. gig, you know, and that's okay. That is apt. And I remember my very first Lucky Star, you said that, Lisa, in the introductory thing. And it was so freeing. You said if you're in a class and it is not vibing with you, you are not enjoying it. You can yeah. even go walk by the river. You don't, you're not obligated. And I don't remember your exact words or how you said it. And I took it to heart. And even that, that one, I, it wasn't a class that I, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just had done it before and got finished with my three canvases early and was just sitting there. And so I just told the instructor, Hey, hey that just I'm means you can be first to the hammock by the river, right? <laughs> I'm usually first to the, the meals. So first to the fireplace is another coveted like, oh, position. First in line, and I'm like, I'm scared. I'll be first in line. No, oh, I love that. I love it. But something that Sean said about the art of being there—that's so that I love that. That's so much more. That means so much more than um, oh yeah, the actual art and someone that's. Spending the money to come, maybe thinking in their head that hasn't been before. Well, wait a minute. I'm spending, you know, a nice Mm -hmm. chunk of money to go to this place to learn these things. And I want to come back with all these skills. And you will come back with skills. You, every class you take may not be your jam, but you will come back with skills. But I promise those that haven't been before that the art of being is worth more than the classes and the classes are worth a lot. So that that tells you um, that just going and being and experiencing Lucky Star is um, worth it. Worth the time off, worth the money, worth the effort to get there. Uh, Rena, thank you so much. You just get it. I mean, you get Lucky Star. You have from the start. You are always, whether you're a camper or an instructor, both, you are such a bright light to so many people at camp. And I, I mean, you know, we call you and Sean seasters. 
you guys, yes, I both of you, I you know, I love and adore you. Mm-hmm. They these two, you guys look a lot alike. They they could be sisters, and um, it's just you know these friendships. Even though we don't get to see one another all the time. Just even being here on this podcast interview and being able to see your face and have a conversation with you, it just, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of what a wonderful, amazing group of women we have and the community that we've all built just by showing up and the, like Sean said, the art of being there for one another. I, you, you're such an integral part of Lucky Star, and I know you're always spreading the word about it, and I appreciate that more than you know. Where can our listeners you. find you and Rockin' R and your retreats and your artwork out there on social media? So on social media, um, uh, my personal is uh, Rena Silcotti at Facebook and then on Instagram it's Rena Pearl um, and my website for my events is renacotti.com and my art's on that also and then the retreat center is rockinourretreats.com so that's awesome. kind of where I am thank you so much if you had something to show and tell right now if you if it was Friday and you were in elementary school what would you bring to school that morning to show and tell with the class? Is there anything? I would bring these three 30 by 30 paintings that I'm almost finished with. I'm doing the edges. They're abstract landscapes um, that I'm doing for my niece and her fiance's uh, uh, above their couch oh. in their new apartment. And they're grays and blacks and whites and coral. And so, yes, I would, I would bring those because... They're the newest thing. They're the most recent thing. Awesome. And so, She's yeah. going to love them. Yeah. Yeah. They were here this last weekend and she got to see them and give me, you know, I say, <laughs> okay, what do you want tweaked? And so that, that was fun. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited about your classes. I know everybody's going to love the chance to get to take a class with you. And um, both of them are going to be so much fun. And I really think this concept of art recess is going to resonate with a lot of women, especially those who have unfinished so. projects from the past. I love that because like, I'm like, hmm, what can I bring? Because I can see several things that I could bring that I have here in my studio. So just love you. And I'm so glad you're coming back to teach for the 10th anniversary. I can't believe it. Yes, I'm excited. So excited. All right. We'll take care, Rena. And it's always good to see you, Rena. We'll be good to see y'all. So, thank y'all for this opportunity to teach and also to um, let everyone out there that hasn't been to camp know that mm-hmm. they should come. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Lucky Star is a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp that takes place each fall in the Texas Hill Country. For dates and more information about our upcoming camps, visit our website at www.luckystarartcamp.com or find us on Instagram at Lucky Star Art Camp.